Hello, and welcome to Matchup Mashup, where we provide you with a weekly dive into two relevant contenders in the Hearthstone meta. I'm Private Merc, and I'm joined by my co-host, Wee Wee Man. How you doing, Wee Wee Man? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, how'd your week go, Wee Wee Man? It's pretty good. I went to a wedding for... Uh someone in Megan's family and it was her it was her cousin's wedding and it was a, it was a good time I drank so much like I I have not been like drinking really so I I got like I, I just like ordered like so many gin and tonics when I was how like, many we man you counted how many I did I, I I literally think I had like 10 gin and tonics it was just like I, I went to the bar quite a few times there was like there was like a time when like the the venue just like wasn't like around and everyone was like freaking out so like people were just going behind the bar and like making their own drinks and that was <laughs> that was pretty wild we're like the, the venue people are gonna come and kill us but but it was it was fun there was a lot of dancing and all that fun wedding stuff so so that was pretty good i was telling megan it's like i feel like it's like one of those montages where it's like like you see in spongebob where he'll be doing the same thing and like a song's playing and he's just like getting older but he's like doing the same thing i don't know if you know what i'm talking about i'm not it's sure like, it's like he'll be like he'll just be like doing something and like time's passing and like that's literally us at like weddings it's just us dancing to get low <laughs> like it's just when all of our friends get married it'll just be like a montage of us just slowly aging but we're just still dancing together <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah but uh how was your week i know you had a very exciting week yes so i was we didn't do the show for a week because i was on vacation in bahia principe luxury runaway bay in <laughs> in jamaica for a week and it was so much fun literally i miss it so much me and hannah every time you're out by the pool or every time you're just in, having a drink in the pool bar or you're just like laying down and you just hear like Away, away, eh, eh, away, away, eh, eh. And then they just start singing Bahia Principe, Bahia Principe. <laughs> and that's the name of the hotel. And, like, it's just, like, now I don't close my eyes and feel the sun and hear Bahia Principe anymore. So part of me is gone. It's sad. It is. But I drink so many. The, sh the drinks, honestly, were, like, kind of really, really sweet there. Like, I'd be, like, I feel like they put, like, a lot of... I don't know. Just like very, put, very I feel like at all inclusives, they definitely like don't make your drinks super strong. Yeah. It makes up for the fact that you can order like twenty of them, but they're like, eh, hopefully this guy gets sick before he. And then there was the green men <laughs> around the green men at the resort. They um, uh, they're like the landscapers. They're doing like work with like the bushes and the trees and plant and stuff, but. 
the, the green men, like, really like the tourists, because they'll come up to you and they'll be like, you want us to get, like, you a coconut out of the tree, man? Or, like, you want, like, gin-ups? And they'll try, then, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, me and Hannah want a coconut. They're like, five dollars, five dollars. <laughs> so they're, like, out to, <laughs> they're out to get the money from the tourists. And then another one, the life guys, like, I expected, like, I, like, I got used to it. I got used to it from the green men, because, like, they always, like, sell me, trying to sell me stuff, but then I'm just, like, laying down, and the lifeguard comes up to me by the pool, and the lifeguard is like, hey, man, he's like, you enjoying your time here? Enjoying your time? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, that's, he's like, good, he's good, he's like, and when you're here, I want you to be having the best vacation ever. He's like, now, like, you like, you, you, you party? You, like, want Molly or the smoke? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, and the green man also tried to sell me drugs. And then, I, and then the lifeguard did, too. I was like, this place is amazing. But, and me and Hannah did some excursions. We went scuba diving for the first time ever. And it was, we went down, like, about 40 feet, and we were down there for, like, 20 to 30 minutes. But it was so cool. We were, like, swimming through coral reefs and seeing fish and stuff. But before, we had to do, like, a practice thing in, like, the public pool. And first off, the public pool was disgusting. Like, actually, with scuba goggles on, you're just swimming around a public pool. It's so gross. Like, you don't want to know. And then, uh, second, I didn't think I could do it at first. Like, I went in the public pool, and I, like, put my head under, and I literally started freaking out. I was like, I, like, couldn't breathe. I thought that, I thought that, like, the breaths I was taking in like, weren't as much as the air I was breathing out, and I was just eventually going to run out of air, because I couldn't breathe through my nose, and it was, like, make, putting me, it was just, like, drive, making me, like, really scared, but then our guide was, like, yeah, man, he was, like, in just, like, five minutes or so, he's, like, yeah, it'll be okay, and then after five minutes or so, it was okay, and it was really cool. Yeah, I could kind of see how that would be... A little weird. I mean, you just have a tube, but you just have, like, a, you have a thing in your mouth, and you breathe in and out to get your air, and then, like, <laughs> no other air. But the, the scariest part is you'd always get a little bit of water in, like, in your mask, like, in my nose and bottom eye area, and so then you'd be breathing, especially in the ocean, I was breathing, like, you're, like, breathing in salt water through your nose, basically. So, like, mm. the trick to get it out is, like... So you have to like lift the top of your goggles up, but just a tiny bit so that enough water from the ocean comes in, like to fill your glasses up a little bit, but like not so that your glasses are just full of water. So that's scary. And then you got to like <laughs> open the bottom of your glasses and like shake your head really fast to get the water out from the bottom. It's like really, but I like kept having to do that because I was like salt water in my nose. And then one other thing we did was we went to Blue Hole. It was, like, this an hour away, and it was just, like, this big waterfall-type area, but in between, like, different drops of the waterfall, there were these really deep, like, pools of water, some of them up to, like, 70 feet deep, and we, you would go to, like, different places and, like, jump into the holes. I jumped from, like, a hole from, like, it was, like, pretty high up, like, 15 or 20 feet. It was, Damn. like, scary. He, he, like, only I got to go. We, do, we each did a few jumps, and then he's like, come with me, man. He, like, told Hannah. She, he was like, not you, princess. Like, you'll slip. And then he, like, took me across the water, and then he went up this really steep hill, and he kept picking up, like, dirt and throwing it down where I was walking, because he was like, the dirt's wet. He's like, we gotta put new dirt there so you don't fall. And then he gave me, like, this vine from a tree, and I'd use this vine from a tree to, like, climb up the rest of the hill, because it was way too steep. And then I was up at, like, the top, and then I jumped into the blue hole. 
It's like really Amazing. scary though. I'll show I'm you the video, Wee Wee Man. Stuff. Honestly, I'll probably put. Actually, I'll post it on my Twitter. I'll post the blue hole video on the Twitter. So maybe the listeners could be interested in following us. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I've been bad at uh, making Twitter posts, but it's tough when uh, you don't have an audience yet. It's like, what do I like? Post? We're working on. It. We we love our audience. We do have. But if you guys like anything about the show, we always want you guys feedback, positive or negative. So please like. Sure. Yeah, I will. I will answer. I'm always looking at my phone, even at work. So, all right. And so, speaking of feedback, we uh, we've actually uh, we've we've done a lot of discussing and like revamping of like the structure and how we kind of want to do things. I'll let uh, Private Merc kind of talk about that. Yeah, we're just trying bit. out. We're just kind of trying out new stuff. We like we haven't gotten like a lot of feedback from the audience and our show is still relatively new we just like doing it for fun but we're just going to be trying out like new different things and maybe if you guys like it like you can let us know and if you don't like it also let us know uh so this episode we're going to try it out like a short trivia segment before we go and do our main like discussion segment uh just like a brief little fun hearthstone trivia so uh, if you guys like that, we're gonna we're planning on keeping doing it, but just let us know. We're just trying out some some new fun stuff. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, I could talk about Jamaica and how amazing it is for like an hour. So that's all. I don't need to go on anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that, that sounds fun. I, you're you're definitely more adventurous than I am because I don't think I would scuba dive or like cliff jump. Cliff jumping especially, that that stuff terrifies me. Like, I know it's, like, safe and, like, a lot of people do it, but it just looks so scary. No, it's like, scary. There's, like, a bunch of rocks, too, because it's a waterfall area, and there were pools were in, like, specific, like, radius. There's, like, a circle, like, and, like, and then, like, more waterfall. So, like, you'd be, like, when you, especially when you were kind of high up, it would be, like, all right, now jump in, and I'm, like, there's just, like, rocks there. <laughs> um... But, with the intro out of the way, we can get into the news. So, first off, Twist Season 1 is live. Um, it's gonna be the next three months of Twist. So, you guys know how Twist works probably from the beta by now. They bring in a new game mode, yada yada. It's set for a period of time, and then Twist is gone for a period of time. So, we've been informed that this new, uh, like this new Twist is gonna be three months long so it'll be this month and then uh october and november as well and then twist will to uh, as far as blizzard has said then twist will just be like inactive again for a while and we talked about this format last episode so um we're not going to really explain the whole all the sets and all that stuff but uh more just like cover briefly like how we how we've been playing if we've been enjoying it or not um so we we man i know you haven't i know you really haven't played a lot of twists but out of what you got anything to talk about from what you have played or enjoy not enjoy well i'll keep it short because yeah i i did i didn't really play any ladder games on twist but i did uh have that night with you where i was playing the this lock and that was uh that was that was pretty fun i was uh like it, it i don't know twist is just like it, it always takes me like a second to fathom what i'm doing because it's a lot of like new stuff yeah so it's but it, it i i really liked the discard uh one that i bought like i i just bought like well they're gonna nerf it. warlock 
Are they? Yeah, they're nerfing the location. It's too good. Yeah, that location's... The location is dumb. The location I, is I dumb. I saw one thing on uh, Reddit that someone said, um, which, you know, it's just some person on Reddit, so it could not be... It might not be true, but they said that if they did the... If they activated the location on... Uh, like, when they their hand was empty, it doesn't give you two cards. Like, you have to be able to discard i guess oh that's good to, that's good to know i didn't i actually never thought of that interaction so that's good information it makes yeah. sense because it's almost like the way it specifies is like pay this cost get this reward almost but i wouldn't have initial I, w I would not have known like going into it yeah do you know how they're nerfing it? Like, did they nerf it already? No, it's it... and it's not necessarily going to get nerfed, but it also has a 71% mulligan win rate, so. Wow. So it's, like. It's just Relic Vault. It's, like, Relic Vault is, like, 60 on a good day, and then this location <laughs> is just, like, you actually just win, so. <laughs> like, probably just, like, three mana or two durability, maybe, uh, like, both. I don't, maybe two durability, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I can't. I am not a wild or twist like aficionado, so I can't really say. But I've also played a lot of Discalock, and Discalock is fun. It's like I like playing it like like a super hyper aggro deck. Like I'm never hero power, and I'm like just dumping my hand and trying to cheat out and like just kill him with Doom Guards and Leroy Jenkins. It's a fun deck. I like Discalock. I also played. Um, did you play any other decks, Wee Wee Man? No, not in Twist. That was just the only one. I played a tiny bit of Pirate Rogue, and I feel like Bliss... Because I bought I bought the three decks, like uh, Disco Lock, Pirate Rogue, Reno Priest. I bought that bundle. Um, the Reno Priest was not very great. The Pirate Rogue seemed okay, um, but I feel like it's just un unoptimized. Like, you just want more pirates, like the 2-2 two -two that gets summoned from your hand. Just, like, the good... I don't know. I feel like you just want, like, the good pirate cards, and there's some questionable cards in that list. Um... So all of them, like, but those three, I mean, Reno Priest just isn't good, but you can buy Pirate Rogue, and you can buy Disco Lock to my, in my experience, get, like, most of the cards you need, and then have to craft, like, a few commons for, like, a list that someone's hit Legend with on Twitter, so, um, but between, other than those two, I also played Corbett's from Vicious Syndicate, he, he made a Beast Hunter deck, and the Undertaker is a one-mana, one-two, whenever you summon a Death Rattle minion, give this plus one, plus one. And they buffed Ball of Spiders to 3 mana, and Ball of Spiders summons you 3 one, 1 web spinners. So you can, like, Death, you can Undertaker, and then coin Ball of Spiders, and then you just turn 2, have, like, 3 one ones and a 4-5, or a 3, a 4-5, yeah, literally a 4-5, so... Uh, that deck can just, like, oh. pop off so fast. And even if you don't have the crazy openers, you just have insane card draw with that deck, because you can just play the, the, uh, the Vulture. What's that, dude? Two mana, two one, whenever you summon a beast, draw a card, and then just, like, Hounds, or just, like, Alley Cat. Just so many ways to just get crazy value while also flooding the board. So, fun decks. Twist, fun. I want to play more. I'm gonna buy the other bundle, get the rest of the cards, play some Jade Rogue, play some Drew or some Cthune decks, like Warrior probably. I just haven't... I just... I've honestly been on, like, the Street Fighter grind a lot recently and playing a little bit of Overwatch, so I just haven't been given Twist a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, too. Like, it, it definitely looks really fun right now, but... There's so many games, and then Hearthstone, like, just standard Hearthstone already takes so much time. It's, like, tough. 
Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on with Twist? Um, just, like, since you've had more experience with them, I guess, like, do you think that they value, like, did you, do you think that the value of the newer Twist bundles that they released are, are better than the, like, the first iteration of, like, like, pre-made decks they made, or... Yeah, I do think they're better than those. These give you, like, relevant, like, wild legendaries, like Loatheb Leroy. Like, you get, like, at relevant wild legendaries. So even when this twist is done, like, you're gonna have good cards. And the other ones did give you some, like, good wild legendaries. But, like, also, uh, I don't know. Just, like, I guess, like, even $20 for each of these is kind of just, like... They're make, making you pay, like, I don't know. They could do it cheaper. It's wild, basically. Like, it's not like you're buying a standard deck. You're buying outdated cards. Like, you're buying cards you can't use in standard. Like, they they could not be as greedy and just make them, like, $10 decks. And then, like, they probably don't because they got the Master Blizzard mathematicians that calculated that, like, they will get more profit if they sell them at 20 instead of 10 But, like, I just feel like 20 is a lot to ask for... A deck of not standard cards yeah especially like if you're into standard like there's some standard cards and let's like if you already have those then i don't know but i mean at least they're doing it at least they're yeah i mean i bought them i'm gonna buy literally all of them but i just like feel like so it, it proof that their mathematician is correct about me but like <laughs> yeah. it just feels bad it feels like they shouldn't be that much yeah, I kind of agree there. But, with Twist out of the way, some news on BGs. So, BGs, as we know, the Anomalies, uh, they're gonna, like, we were talking about how they had a bunch that it launched with, and then they were releasing, like, a new set every week. This week, they released Big League, Little League, and everything's on fire. Um, and these Anomalies have a much higher percent chance of occurring than the other ones, because they're the new ones for the week. And Big League is only Tavern Tiers 4, 5, and 6 are available. Little League is only Tavern Tiers 1, 2, and 3 are available. And everything on fire, I think it's like, what is that one? It's like, um, when the game, it's, it's, start a game, uh, everyone to, or go, go ahead. Uh, just because I have it up, it, uh, the big league is three, four, five, and six exists. Three, four, and then, five, and six, and then little league is one, two, three, and four. Uh, okay, and then what is um, uh, don't step in or uh, what is it? Um, everything's on fire. Everything's on fire. Yeah. At the start of the game, take thirty damage. Whenever another hero dies, regain five health. So I've actually played a little bit of BGs, probably like five, five or so games. I was playing a lot in the airport because I had a long layover back from Jamaica. I only got Big League Little League sad because I really wanted to try everything's on fire. Um, Big League and Little League yeah. are just like... I don't know. I had some of the other anomalies and they were fun. I am just like not crazy about Big League and Little League. It's just like now you have about like half to like 60%. It's like here's like a little more than half of all the dudes you would normally have have fun. I don't know. It's like... It's like, yeah, it's like your synergies are like, I feel like, I mean, I haven't played, but I could see like if you, you, there's certain cards in Tavern tiers 1 and 2 that synergize really well with some of the tiers above that. And like yeah, big league, and I'm also not like, out on that. I'm not like good at BGs, like I'm bad at BGs, but like my thought would be like if you're making it only like 1 through 4 or like 3 through 6 or whatever, 4 through 6, whatever it was. Like, if only those tiers are available and you're, like, cutting the amount of minions down to, like, 60-ish percent, 
Like, that's gonna make there be less synergies. That's gonna make there be, like, a, a, like, le- a more narrow meta. Like, th- like, there's gonna be, like, these are the few good things to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're making yeah. less good things to do because there's less cards. So, like, the meta's gonna be, like, more, like... I don't. That's that would be my assumption. I don't know enough about BGs to like. I could totally just be talking like crazy talk. But in my experience, like big league and little league also just weren't really that fun. Yeah. Everything's in fire. I really want to play. I just haven't gotten it yet. So, uh, but BGs is fun. I had fun with it. I just like when I got big league or little league, the anomaly wheel sp- spun. And I got, like, one of the other ones. I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. And when I got one of these, it was kind of just, like, I'm playing, like, BG's light. <laughs> but Yeah, those seem kind of like, like, no no disrespect to the Blizzard team, but I feel like those are just kind of, like, lazy anomalies. Like, they're, I don't know. Like I the other that. ones are really, really cool. But it does that. seem like Big League and Little League are just kind of lazier. I guess it's almost like because it's lazy, it's probably because it's obvious. And because it's obvious, it's one that they, like, were like, all right, we're definitely... This is one of the ones we're definitely going to do. But also, like, it is just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got some nerfs. We, we do. Some we got some nerfs. We got three Hunter nerfs because Blizzard p- put a gun to Hunter's head and pulled the trigger. <laughs> Um, this is just Pirate Warrior 2.0. Okay, so Fox Spirit Wild Seed, the Wild Speed Rush dude, went from a 3-1 to a 2-1. Now he just, if you roll him, he just doesn't kill the 1-3 Mage Armor guy anymore. He doesn't kill any 1-3s. He's just a 2-1, and that's bad. (laughs) Next, Haldoran Brightwing goes from a 3-mana 3-4 to a 4-mana 4-4. I disenchanted my signature one of these to get 3,200 dust because the signature art from March of the Lich King, the gray cards, is ugly. And also, I think this card is, like, a lot worse at four mana. I could be wrong. I've seen posts on Twitter from people saying, like, it's not that big of a deal. But also, I played enough Arcane Hunter to howl around bright, like, play, like, with or without the two mana, two, three battle cry, give all your arcane spells in your hand, plus one. But Haldoran on 3, and to the portal on 4, the summon a 4-4 four, four rush, get summon one more for each spell damage you've had. Like, to do Haldoran on 3, and to that on 4, and get two 4-4s, two four or like, God forbid you played the other one, get three 4-4s, four was so, like, like game-ending. Because that would give you the chip damage you need to just, like, end it later on through bow, and, like, burn from hand. So, this to 4 is, like, the deck's definitely gonna feel that. And any any thoughts on either of those two? No, I'm not not a huge hunter guy. So, lastly, faithful companions entirely reworked. Do you want to give us the rundown on that rework, Wee Wee Man? Yeah. So, um, it ran or it went from uh, the mana thirst ten effect being to summon a copy of whatever beast you discover um, to now with mana thirst 10 you summon a beast from your hand uh so i i i don't know i feel like that's definitely a a nerf like you can't i mean you can't just uh consistently do the uh double king crush 
It seems like not good now. It almost seems like not good now. But like it's probably yeah. still good because you still like would pay seven to summon a hollow hound from your deck. Like you still would do that. But it feels um like you can maybe make this work with like Mr. Mookla or something, but this is like you can't win through King Crush Companions anymore. Like you can't and like pulling a card from your deck, making there be one less card in your deck, getting another thing on the board, and like Threatening them while thinning your deck is just, like, so fat. And then this does the opposite, literally thins your hand, which, like, is not, like, now you have one less card in your hand. You might not have even, like, once you get another, I haven't played any Hunter, but, like, a thing I thought about was, like, what if, like, you want to hold a beast in your hand? I don't know why, like, a hound, because you're at full health and you want to hold it for when they get you low. Once you get to 10 mana, like, you, like... Or, like, Hydralodon, for example. You don't want that to pull Hydralodon out of your hand because you don't need the battle cry. Once you get to 10 mana, it's, like, not an option anymore. So the card could, it could like, be worse at 10 mana than at, like, 7, 8, or 9 if, like, you don't you don't always want that effect. You always wanted the other effect, you feel. like. Yeah, for sure. So I do think it's a lot worse. I think we still run it, but they, like, really... Like, the two these two... Like, the Fox Spirit gets both Arcane and... Or at least I think, maybe Arcane doesn't run the two-drop anymore, but Fox Spirit gets Hound, Haldoran gets Arcane, Faithful Companions gets Hound. Hunter is feeling the effects, so... For sure. Um, and then there were a few wild card updates. We don't really have to touch on that much. There was just... When they released all of those buffs to old wild cards, they, like, didn't include six or so on their patch notes and so people on reddit were like why you do this and they responded uh oops like we didn't mean to and so they reverted a few of them but they also kept a few of them and the ones they kept are in the most recent patch notes but um not a big big deal they had been changed just not put in the patch notes now they got put in patch notes but they've been changed so checks out all right so so yeah, so uh, so now that we're done with the news, uh, I guess do you want to tell us about the decks you've been playing, how your life in Hearthstone has been? Yes. So the decks that I've been playing. So the main deck I've been playing, and the one I'm going to talk about this week is Odin Warrior, and I've been playing the 30 card variant. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that for now, because I'm going to save the rest of the discussion for the main Odin Warrior section. But other than that. I've played a lot on vacation when I was laying down in the chair. I would play in Rage Warrior because I've been having a lot of drinks and I would just want like an aggro deck. So I was playing a lot in Rage Warrior. Um, fun deck, it's good. Um, it's like not crazy fun to be honest actually, but like sometimes you do just buff a Remornia to 15 and then hit them once and then equip it again and then they just kind of lose immediately, so... Like, you can get big algros and Remornias, and that's pretty fun, but, like, not not my favorite aggro deck. I played some Naga Mage, because everywhere I see on Twitter is people saying Naga Mage is the best deck ever, and then I play Naga Mage and lose, and then I get angry, because I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm too stupid to play Naga Mage. Hey, unless you play me, and then you pop off perfectly on turn five. No, then I have nine cards left in my deck, and both are spy two Spitelash Sirens <laughs> are in there. <laughs> um, God. But a few games, I feel like like it supposedly like wins every matchup, if not 50-50. I felt like 
against Control Warrior. Like, I would make a big Naga board, they clear it, and then I just, like, they also have 30 armor. I do not see how this beats. Like, it does, but I don't understand. Like, my brain can't fathom how Naga Mage beat the Control Warrior. And then other than that... Yeah. A new Nature Shaman deck is out that I've been playing. I have not been winning with it, but, like, apparently it is back, and it is good, per Zacco on the the most recent Vicious Syndicate podcast. He's got the data. And it's, like, um, it runs Jazz Base. Do you remember Jazz Base from last set, from the Festival Legends? Mm, no. Jazz Base is a three-mana, three-two. Death Rattle, your next spell costs one less, and every time you play an Overload card, increase that by one. So, like, your next spell costs two less, three less, four less. And so the inclusion okay. of Jazz Base is removal. It's also face damage. And it makes bio combos doable now, because you, you can swing for this once you've done all the other spells, and then make bio cost zero. So that so this is like a hey we don't care you nerfed bio to four we like are just gonna make bio cost zero instead, so <laughs> it well good I'm glad nature shaman isn't dead it is way harder and I'm winning way less games but it's cause I don't understand this variant yet like it does it is getting results and it is a good deck I just like it is it is definitely like a, a, a decent bit harder than the other nature shaman. Because you have to, yeah. you've added this, uh, like, and, and all that other stuff, and now you're adding in the base and, like, management of that, like, while also, like, in bio is more expensive now, so the deck is harder, like, it is harder to make it work. I forget if the old version, like, the, like, the first iteration of Nature Shaman, um, like, I remember the first iteration of Nature Shaman, at least the one I played, had uh, Lightning Storm. It's and a it's a like, hit or miss. Like you can include lightning. What I saw mostly was people were either including lightning storm or turn the tides, the three okay. ma- the three attack make a three three rusher overload one. And uh, I think what ended up happening, at least before the nerfs, is that turn the turn the tides build became more popular and prevalent, and lightning storm was kind of fading away. And then it got nerfed. So okay, but this does not run lightning storm. This build does not. You do run sure. two altered cords. I'm guessing because of the meta, you like need the twelve healing in this meta. I haven't been playing a ton of Hearthstone recently, to be honest. So I'm not entirely up to date. But if you're running, uh, altered cord, you probably need the healing. Yeah. Um. So have you been enjoying the meta though overall? It's okay. I like when I'll get back to it more on my deck, but I just like don't think I like control that much in Hearthstone. Like I used to call myself a control guy. I just have a lot more fun with the more aggressive and mid-range decks like Nature Shaman and even in Rage Warrior, like the Odin deck. Like it's just like oh, it just feels like when I get to the late game, it's like do I get Odin first against before they get their Odin, or before they get their Sargeras, and then against, like, aggro decks, it's, like, I don't know, it's, it's like, fine against aggro deck. it's just, like, I don't, or against, like, or, like, the pre, you can get Dirty Ratted, or Patchworked, or, I'm just, like, I think I, like, I've said this before, I just, like, killing the guy more now, and, like, Odin Warrior's cool, because once you Odin, you can kill them, but I'm not crazy about it, and it's probably why I haven't been playing a crazy amount of Hearthstone. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I've I've been in the same kind of like 
mindset as well with like not really wanting to play control decks or play against them like I'm more of just wanting to be an aggro guy lately and uh yeah I mean I'm glad like things like blood decay and control priest are a little less relevant right now but it's like there's people that still play them and they still beat me and it's like in those games just make me not like like when I lose to a well I mean like lately I've been just I've just been conceding to things like control priest and blood dk like pretty early on because I can just know where the game's going especially like I've been playing only paladin really the past two weeks so I I just like know like if they blood boil on one of my boards and like, you're playing just, the aggressive like, one not... without you don't even have like countess or anything yeah so. it's like it's like if I was playing the Countess version, I would stick it out till like Countess, unless they were at like fifty-five. Like if they blood boil and then they, whatever that spell is that gains them ten life and draws them a card. Like if they Vampiric do all that blood. stuff, yeah, vampiric blood. It's just like even with Countess, it's like okay. But what if you what if you Countess and then you get like Commander Savara and then you Countess again and you get like. The are the Grand Magister Dawn, the they're the Magister. No, that's like, true. That's and that's literally what you need in those matchups. Like if you play Countess and you just get three, like you could get three King Crushes and it wouldn't matter. Like, yeah, you, you just like literally like would need to have the cards that let you play more invitations and get more legendaries because there's just it's just it's such an annoying matchup. But I mean that's and then I started playing the Aggro one, which is probably what I'll be playing tonight, and like. It's like with that match or with that deck, I'm able to just be like, okay, well, they blood boil and I'm leaving because <laughs> I'm not gonna sit around and keep trying to make boards when I know what's gonna happen. It's just blood boil, corpse explosion, so blood boil, corpse explosion, <laughs> soul stealer. It's just like it, it's the same stuff, and it's just like I. I want to play my cards, and I want to just, like, win games and move on to the next. <laughs> the, 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 card, <laughs> the card game dilemma. I want to win the game, and he make me not win game. <laughs> I hate his deck. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me not win game in a very unfun way. Yeah. Like, I'd rather the Nature Shaman just combo me from 30 on turn 7. Hot take. I feel like a lot of people it. hated getting comboed by Nature Shaman. Yeah, see, like, I would, like, because at least, like, the game's over. Like, it's turn seven, the game's over, it's good. But, like, Blood DK gives you the illusion that, like, maybe you might win if, like, you get the nuts off of, like, something, but then it's, like... And then they play, and then they play their happen. randomly <laughs> generated the Scourge. And f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, so, did you play any other decks other than Paladin this week? No, I was a I was a straight up paladin guy. I I, I really really liked pure paladin from a while ago, and um, I started dabbling in it again. So, um, I I thought the the newer lists were really fun to play, um, which I'll get into um, once we start talking about our decks. But yeah, I just I just kind of stuck to paladin. I, I I I tried like three or I tried two different like pure lists. And then I, I and then I ended up just playing aggro paladin, and I'm glad I did because that's the deck that made me actually climb because I was able to win games on turn five and six. So, but yeah, it was fun. I, I mean, I think overall I've been liking the meta right now. Nice. Uh, I, I I definitely like that 
yeah, like, although I am still seeing horrible attrition decks, like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still facing a lot of decks where the matchup is, like, fun, and we're both, we're both doing cool things, like, there's back and forth in the game, so, Spotted the Paladin, spot the Paladin player, although I am playing against horrible decks that, when I play my cards that give me dudes, they play their cards that say kill his dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but if that's all for our weekly decks, we can go before our main section, we can do our new trivia segment. Whoa! Yes, so I can look stupid. Yes, that's the whole point! That's the whole point! (laughs) (laughs) Here, well, let's let's get that out of the way. You you give me your... Alright, let's go one at a time. So, uh, we're just going to give three trivia questions, listeners. I'm going to give him the name of a card, and he's going to have to give me all the text on it. I'm going to give him all the text on a card, and he has to give me the name of it. And then I'm going to give him a condition, like, name a 7-mana 7-7 that summons you two one ones with death rattle, and you'd say, Dr. Boom. So, first <laughs> off, we're going to be doing the names. I'll give you yours first, Wee Man. Give me all of the all text right. on the card. Oh, and also, we're only doing t- Titans cards. So, give me all of the text on the card shapeless constellation oh boy well damn i i don't know <laughs> so that's the <laughs> i'm i want to say it's like a is it a, at least like is it a priest card? it is a priest card I get, okay it sounds like a priest card <laughs> that's all i know <laughs> so it's the eight mana eight eight epic battle cry um it's like it has not seen any play at all. What does it do? 8 mana, 8-8 eight, eight, battle cry, transform into an 8-8 eight, eight copy of a random minion in your hand. Okay. Alright, and that's to go with like that other that whole like Astro Automaton strategy. Oh, okay. Is that so is that Ran in the um, automaton deck? I don't yeah, I don't think there is like a, a Astro Automaton deck, because none of them actually work. But I'm sure that in yeah. some of the ones people try, they run that. I saw uh, Kibler on like his stream playing like a an automaton deck. Kibler's a chad. He was losing. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> happens when you play an automaton deck. You lose. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So for you, you you gotta tell me uh, what Melted Maker is. Melted Maker. Fuck. It's like God. Oh. <laughs> It's like a, alright, 4 mana, 3-3 common. Whenever you forge a card, get a copy of it? Hey, you were pretty close. It was, it's a, it's a 3 mana. 3 mana, 3-3? Unless this is one of those scenarios where, (laughs) (laughs) where you you actually know more than the Hearthstone. The Hearthstone, no, no, no. I, damn, I was close though. Oh, I, so I forgot elemental, and I said four mana, three three. Damn. Okay. Yeah, very close, very close. I would have never. I didn't even like know. That's that. used in like some meme decks where you keep forging the forge giants, the eight cost, oh. and you like keep you play him and forge a bunch, and then you just play like six zero cost forge giants. But like okay. that deck isn't real. Okay. <laughs> so next, I'm gonna give you all the words on a card, and you gotta name it. Give me the two mana one three warrior epic mech. That's ability is whenever this attacks, it damages the minions next to its target. 
adjacent to its target. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, gonna have to take an L on that one too. That one is Furious Furnace. Furious Furnace? Mm hmm. Okay. Is that one run index or is that just another? No, I'm picking epics that you've never heard of in your life. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> Alright, so you gotta give me all the words. Alright, so mine is a. is a rush and has. Plus four attack on your turn. You gotta give me a, like its cost and its rarity and all that, and its stats. Oh, I thought it was stats. just the tag. Oh wait, so, yeah, okay. all the sorry, all the all the stats on it. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so it's a four mana two five with rush. That's a common, right? Plus four attack on your turn. Nope. Hmm. Well, you gotta give me that too. Gosh, chat wee wee man. It's a it's a, it's a rare oh gosh it's adjective it's, it's it's adjective worgen it's adjective is, is, it, is it is it it's furious or wounded is it wounded worgen nope furious worgen nope what is it it's angry hellhound angry hellhound damn okay you got me there you got me with the pack filler <laughs> all right all right um lastly i'm giving you a condition give me the only two mana two three shaman common in this set. The only two three common two mana two card? three common shaman card. Two three common shaman card. Mm. Oh no! I want to. I want to get this one right, but I can't. What is it? Disciple of Golganeth. Mm. Alright, give me my last one. Um, so I have a card whose battle cry is discover a legendary priest minion from the past. Mm. He's literally a two mana two two tentacle man and he's whispering in a dude's ear. I just don't I'm trying to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um I don't know something to skies, something clever, or something. I don't. I don't. I know. I literally know everything about him, but his name. <laughs> it's a false disciple. False disciple. Yeah. Sad. Yes. That was fun. I liked that. That was fun. That was. I think. Uh, you like tech. I, I you like kind of got the melted maker one. So we'll say you went one for three. I went zero for yes. three. So. <laughs> well, I got. I got the art. I got the art of false disciple <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um so uh that means we can head into our main section of the show so uh wee wee man how about you uh tell us about your deck first all right yeah so uh like i said i've, I've been playing pure paladin uh and impure oh. impure is the deck that i settled on so I'm just an impure guy. That's naughty of you. It is pretty naughty. So, uh, so yeah, when I started this endeavor, I was playing a pure paladin deck. I always seem to like pick the worst deck off of HS Replay. So I'm private Merc about this. Like I'll just go on there and like like just get a deck because like 
I just want to. I just want to start playing. Like I don't want to like look at HS replay for thirty minutes. Yeah, Wee Wee Man. I can start playing. I got a text from Wee Wee Man. And he's like, "What are your thoughts on Astral Serpent?" And I was like, "I mean, <laughs> I was like, huh? I was like, I mean, I think it's like okay." <laughs> yeah, it's like not not really a great card, but it was in the first deck that I. Uh, grabbed off of HS Replay, and I'm not going to talk a lot about this one because it's not really relevant. Like, I don't think people are playing this list, but uh, just so it's out there, um, what this deck was trying to do is pretty much pure Paladin. It doesn't have Anachronos. It doesn't have the Jukebox Totems. Uh, what else is it missing? I think just pretty much that, like, in comparison to the other Pure Paladin deck I was playing. I know there's probably tons of variations of Pure Paladin. But this one, uh, yeah, it was missing Anachronos and uh, the Totems. And it had Astral Ser- It had one Astral Serpent. <laughs> the one, the and single, t- the one copy. <laughs> yeah, this deck, so this deck made, like, no sense. I, I stopped playing it pretty quickly because, yeah, with Astral Serpent, like... You draw cards, I guess, for four mana in a very, like, terrible body. Um, so it's like... And it's like, what are you drawing for? Like, I guess the Countess, but it's like... Then you have all this, like, aggro-type stuff. Like, you have your... You have your, like, Grim Street Outfitter and, like, Boogie Down and Muster for Battle. But, like... And then you still have the Crusader Aura, like... It seems like this deck, like, you want to, like, go fast and then play, like, Countess or something. But the problem is, without Anachronos, you actually, like, are out of luck in a lot of matchups. Because, like, at some point, if they make a board, this deck had really no way to deal with it other than Liadrin. And that's not really a great way to deal with big boards. And I was running into that where I was, like confused because like the uh, like it has some of the like aggro early game stuff but then it's like you're you're kind of just relying on countess at the end uh like pure raider you can play pure raider in this deck and then get your light rays and you know it, it it just it just seemed like a random deck that made its way on HS Replay pretty much. So all I kind of want to take away from this is, from my experience, uh, don't run Astral Serpent in a pure Paladin deck. It's not good. There's, like, no point. And you probably should just run Anachronos. Like, that is a great card. Like, I once I started playing this, the other list, uh, there was many games where... I won because I chipped them down enough, and then I played Anachronos, and if they don't have an answer to your 8-8 body while their board is gone, like, it's pretty easy to win that way. Um, so, so yeah, just want to kind of say that, like, probably don't try to run Astral Serpents, and uh, don't cut the totem either, I think the jukebox totem because that game or that that card has done me very well uh once i moved to my the second list i tried which was a a lot a lot more of a refined version of pure paladin i think i actually did the right thing and clicked diamond through legend when i was sorting on hs replay and found this one 
and yeah pretty much the only difference is that it has the anachronos and it has the two jukebox totems and with this deck uh similar to the first deck you you just like have a pretty strong early game um i would say this this deck's early game is even significantly stronger thanks to the jukebox totems and jukebox totem paired with the warhorse trainer like if they're not able to kill your one ones that are coming out of your jukebox totem or kill your jukebox totem which has four health which is a pretty good um pretty good in health like like it's it's like it's at least like a little hard to get through so uh if if they can't deal with that like it's easy to just get a few silver hand recruits out early and then play your warhorse trainer on three or four or whatever and then have a medium sized swing turn um, it's cool obviously, like trainer's good. It's cool that that card's. Good. I like that card. Yeah, yeah. No, that card and it's it's good too. Like even with uh, playing against other board based decks, when they when you drop him and have a bunch of silver hand recruits out, if they don't have like spell based removal for it, then you're that's like really inconvenient for them. Like having a bunch of three one taunts on your side of the board. Um, so yeah, I thought the synergy between those two cards were really good. And this deck just overall just played better. Um, so this is probably the one that, like, as far as pure goes, before I get into the impure, which I'll have a lot more information on because I played that one a lot. Um, but with this deck, um, yeah, like I said, you're just kind of having, like, a pretty strong early game. You're wanting to chip your opponent down a lot and, um... With this deck, I I kind of just mulligan for like any of my one drops, and I would also try to keep a buffet biggin because I I learned quickly buffet biggin is like a very huge card in pure paladin, like especially in the mirror. If if you have an infused buffet biggin out on four um, before them, that that is just so much more pressure for them to deal with and like if they do that first then you're gonna have a big problem it's like if you both play buffet infused buffet biggins like then it's like you know neutral but in the mirror it's like whoever gets that out and whoever doesn't get that out that makes a huge difference in who wins the game so and that and that lines up at least uh with with the uh, stats online for this deck if you look at like the mulligan win rates on HS replay, it does say that Buffet Biggin is one of the higher mulligan win rate cards. Um, but it also has um, some other stuff. Like it says, Sinful uh, Sous Chef is like the highest mulligan win rate for um, the the pure deck. And I I would have to agree with this. Like I think out of all the one drops. With this deck, you probably get the most value out of dropping a, uh, a Sinful Sous Chef on one. Because if they don't remove it, you're hitting them for two. And if they do, you're getting two Silverhand Recruits, which synergize with your Warhorse Trainer. Or you can play the Grim Street Outfitter on two if they kill your Sinful Sous Chef on one. And then you have two one-cost two twos in your hand, which is still which is really good still. So... Yeah, keeping Sinful Sous Chef something I did. I would also keep Crusader Aura some of the time because, so, like, depending on how your mulligan goes, like, say you get, you know, like a 
a buffet biggin or like um, some of your one drops, and you have like a you have your Anachronos, and then you could throw the Anachronos away and hope that you get a Crusader Aura because that would be a perfect starting hand. Um, it looks like a lot or, of it looks like this pure paladin and aggro paladin list are like super similar. So all this stuff you're recommending for pure paladin does it kind of just apply to aggro paladin too? Yeah, it's kind of just like the early game. Like you're not like in both of these decks, you're not really worried about having stuff in your hand for the late game. It's not like a combo deck. It's not like you're trying to have certain pieces. It's just you want to go. You just want to go fast. You just want to make a big board. So that's why I feel like with the aggro paladin, it's also showing like buffet big and sinful sous chef, and muster for battle too. Um, that that card, if you have a crusader aura, for four, that that just like is such good tempo. Like being able to play the, the muster for battle on three and then crusader on four if they're not really like removing stuff. I feel like at my rank. Um, like when I was playing the pure deck, I was around plat, like um, low plat. So I feel like my sometimes my opponent wouldn't really fathom like that my one ones could instantly become like way bigger. And so it was he. I, I but like I feel like in like legend maybe like upper diamond like no one's gonna really like if they can they probably will be removing your one ones because they know if you muster battle on three there's a chance that you could warhorse trainer on four or, or crusader aura. aura yeah that checks out yeah checks so it's out. like yeah so it's like in my in my ranks it felt like sometimes i could get ahead of my opponent because they wouldn't fathom that but it's uh it's pretty much yeah it's, it's pretty much just trying to build a board buff your things with crusader aura or or horse and get a lot of chip damage in if they remove your stuff uh with the pure deck um it's a little harder than the aggro deck actually to like maintain uh your hand like keep your hand from just emptying um which is kind of weird to say uh but the the aggro the aggro paladin deck i was playing uh, Magatha actually came in like clutch many times when, and it just allowed me to just keep dumping my hand. Um, and there was a few times where that card screwed me over too by giving my opponent like a um, a Crusader aura. It's and, just muster and Crusader aura. Yeah, and like muster for battle, it's like not. I don't really care if my opponent gets that, but you know, if you're playing like another board based deck and you give them a crusader aura that's pretty rough have you to deal um, with have you kept sylvanas in your starting hand i have not and and like i've actually always, it's all in decks like this if you keep her in your starting hand she'll be infused on like turn six or you just like steal something and then just win the game yeah you know i definitely i've i've stolen things with sylvanas with the aggro paladin list but um I've, I've never kept her but that's yeah that's I, I feel like that's probably true like keeping her sometimes but i mean with the aggro deck it's like i never wanted to keep her because i just want to like if i get, draw her and i have my little dudes i can play and she infuses like that's great but i'm, I'm really scared her, that if, I keep if you her, keep her like, she'll be infused on six though if you just draw yeah. her you 
might, if, especially with this aggro deck, like, you just draw her, your hand could just be empty. She just, like, doesn't do anything. I mean, she destroys a minion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and in that deck, Sylvanas is actually uh, pretty huge. Like, I've, I've, I've used her to destroy minions, and that's helped me, and I've used her to take a minion, and that's also helped me. I've also had games where there was no need for Sylvanas, but... But, uh, but yeah, it's a good card for sure, and um, definitely, I, like, I think the aggro paladin deck is actually, like, pretty solid, but before I go into that one, um, just want to make a few last remarks on the pure, the pure version of the deck I was playing, because, um, like, I, pr I pretty much already said everything I needed to say about them all again, like, it's not really going to change matchup-wise, um... Like, in the mirror, you for sure want to have Buffet Biggin, like I said. Uh, for for decks, like... For playing against, like, attrition decks, you want to... Pretty much have some kind of way to buff your things. Because um, it's not just good enough to, to have your 1-1s out. Like, they're probably going to get removed either way. But if they stick, you can... Uh, you can um, play one of your buffs and get a lot more damage in than you would have if you just played a bunch of guys and your hand was empty and you had no way to like buff them and then they're gonna get removed anyways. So it's like with, with like the slower deck, like playing against the slower deck, it is a lot better to try and have um, Warhorse Trainer or the Aura. But with the pure deck, even if you aren't able to aggro them down or aggro them to death, uh, I guess I should say, you still have the Countess and you have Anachronos. And Light Rays, like, it's it, it can still hold up. It's really rough against Blood DK, but um, sometimes you can do it just by having dudes out every turn and finding ways to buff them and then playing Countess and getting the right picks. Um so yeah, it's a it's a fun deck, um, and I think it's it's match like uh, matchup wise, um, it it's pretty good against things that are not super uh, removal based. I, I would say, like in my experience, like uh, if you're playing against a control priest or a blood DK, although I'm not seeing on HS replay any data for the blood DK matchup. Um, but in my experience, it was still pretty awful. Like, I, I won a few, but... The Pure Paladin? Uh, I'm pretty sure it beats Blood DK. On mine? I'm looking at Diamond Through Legend. I don't see any stats for it, but... In my experience, I... I, uh, I won a few, but I probably lost more than I won. And it was a pretty rough matchup. Um, and... Let's see what other matchups I did. Secret Hunter. Um... That one was uh, pretty even for me. Here on HF's replay, it's saying that it's, at least for Arcane Hunter, which I think Private Merc was telling me is also like Secret Hunter, um, it's a 65.4% win rate against it. Um, so I was probably just playing it a little suboptimally because um, it looks like you should win those. But it was, it was a little tougher for me. Uh, but what's the cool thing about this Pure Paladin deck is... Um, 
or no, not not this deck. I'm sorry, the Agro Paladin deck against the Secret Hunter matchup. It felt really easy to still apply a, a lot of board pressure. And by the time they played their first secret, and you know it's probably going to be the secret that summons them a three-cost minion when you spend all your mana, it's actually kind of easy to, like, float one to not trigger that. Like, I've had games where I've won against the Arcane Hunter as a uh, aggro paladin from... Um, and I, I won still by not using all my mana. Like, at some point I would use all my mana, but it's like... Right away, when they play that secret, I don't want them to instantly just get a three-cost minion with charge. So, like, I can kind of play around that, and it worked. But I'm sorry for going between the two decks so much. Um, I'm just kind of... They, they just kind of blend together in a weird way, even though they're very different. But, but yeah, with Pure Paladin, um, I struggled a little more with Arcane Hunter, even though, statistically, it looks like I shouldn't have. Um, I also played, like, Rainbow Mage still, and I beat those, um, just from pressure, and then... Are these, when it got are to the these applying game, for both Pure and Impure? Like, these matchups, are they the same? No, I'm still, I'm still kind of talking about Pure Paladin here. I, I've been kind of all over the place, kind of speaking about Aggro Paladin a little, but... Yeah, with, with Pure Paladin, I'm, um, I'm saying, like, Rainbow Mage, it was easy to win those, uh, at least for me, because um, by the time they are able to do, like, a elemental inspiration or any of that stuff or make, you know, make any kind of board, it's like it has that Anachronos. You have Countess, which gives you so much value, and um, the the mage is easy to get under to with um, just playing a lot of dudes and um, aggroing them down, so... So yeah, I didn't have too much trouble with that one. Uh, Mech Rogue, kind of, kind of a more tricky one for me. But it seemed like as long as I was able to get dudes out, and especially like uh, Liadrin, and uh, class action lawyer, and uh, yeah, class action lawyer is a huge card for for that matchup. Um, like as long as you could get that stuff out and kind of keep their board in check and still develop your board then it's a pretty easy matchup. But there was some games where I wasn't able to really get under them, and they had huge mechs. And then there was nothing I could do about it. So it's that matchup. And and uh, I also noticed that uh, Hound Hunter after the nerf got a lot worse, it seemed. Like, it was, it was a lot easier to win against. Um, but, yeah, those are mainly the decks I see. And I played one Control Priest, but... That I, I think I won those. Death Knight, like I said, I saw a lot of, unfortunately. Um, and, yeah, as far as mirrors go, uh, I, I did have a few pure paladin mirrors. Obviously, with some differences. Sometimes they would still be running the weapon, um, which was actually pretty horrible. Like, if your opponent has the weapon, like in the mirror, it seems like the weapon is really strong. Um, but... I didn't see any... When I was playing Aggro Paladin, I didn't have any mirror matches against Aggro Paladin. So it seems like the Aggro Paladin deck is a, is a lot less popular. Like, people might not like that play style as much. Uh, as far as, like, people who like Paladin. and um, So, yeah. Uh, Pure Paladin was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but then I moved on to Aggro Paladin. 
And this was the this was the deck that I climbed from that low plat area to around diamond four before the season was over. And yeah, everything with the mulligan's pretty much the same. You still just wanna get your dudes out as quick as possible. Um, on HS Replay, it's low data, but it's saying, like, Leviathan is a high mulligan win rate, and that, that like, I know everyone, like, you probably don't trust that anyways because of the low data symbol, but, uh, yeah, that, that is BS. I have never kept the Leviathan, nor have I, like, hardly ever played the Leviathan with this deck. Like, this is a card that, like, I, I am not sure if it even belongs in this deck, to be honest. Um, like, it's good for dredging uh, when I have played it, but, like, the removal effect is, like, not really that important when the whole goal of your deck is just to aggro them down pretty much. And this deck is interesting because it runs the Hawk Strider Rancher, which I've, I've been able to win games with because when you have the Crusader Aura up and you make a big board with your hawk strider rancher even if they clear all that you can still hit them with like five three twos which is gigantic and i i, th I think the hawk strider rancher is actually pretty good in this deck uh the the deck i was uh playing has astelor as well which i also thought is a good card because there's been games where it goes on longer than it should for being an aggro deck but i'm able to fit Astalor into my turns and eventually drop the Mana Thirst 10 Astalor and um, kill them that way. So, um, yeah, I think I think Astalor in this deck is pretty good. And um, it also has Magatha, which is huge. It's, like I said, I think I already said, it, it's allowed me to just dump my hand and then get a whole new handful of stuff and just keep that momentum going. Um, school teacher is actually so fat. I have had games where I'm like three damage off from killing them. Like multiple times I've had games where I'm three damage off. And seal the discovers. Blood. Yeah, like seal of blood. Um, there's also a spell that's like deal three damage, draw a card. Yeah, stuff like that has been so clutch. So, um, yeah, school teacher is really cool in this deck. And, yeah, and then uh, we lightly touched on Sylvanas a little bit. Sylvanas is also the, a neutral card in this deck that um, has been somewhat useful for me, but I don't really use her that much. Not It's not very, it's not like a card that is super important to the deck, it seems, but it's nice to have. Um, and a little, and one that Private Merc, you were saying... Uh, before the show, like Amethyst, you're saying how like you're you're not really like sure how this fits into a aggro deck, and I kind of agree there. But just out of like personal play experience, I have had games where I have a board that could potentially kill them if I had a buff, but I had no Crusader auras and like warhorse trainer either not in my hand or wouldn't work because none of my dudes are silver hand recruits and amethyst is really good for like if you're just trying to close the game out and give everything plus two plus two is nice and it's also nice for if your opponent's board is really big and you just want to give it like make all their stuff two twos so 
So yeah, I think it's I think it's like a decent card in this deck. It is a little weird since it's such a yeah, it's large card an, for such a. Yeah, why you making older dudes two twos on turn seven is an aggro deck. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like not something you'd really want to do. But I mean, if you are eventually going to be able to kill them with Astalor, it could help, which has been the games that I've won with Astalor, like being able to like get some some big stuff off of count or not countess off of amethyst like just having using one of the effects that suits me best in whatever moment i'm in and helping me get to that turn 10 astalor if i if you know if that's the way i need to win the game but but yeah it's it's definitely a little questionable but i'm glad it was in there because i want to play amethyst i want to play the titan so i'm glad it was a part of the list that i found um, but yeah, and, uh, matchup wise, uh, this one has a little bit more matchup statistics, uh, pretty much everything I said about pure paladin kind of was similar to how, how this one was like, I, I really need it like with pure and with the aggro paladin deck, I really needed to have a strong early game. It felt like to win most of my games, um, but this one, obviously, it relies way more on that. Like, you don't have the Countess to to help you out um, later in the game. So you, you just have to keep making boards. And I I still struggled against Blood DK. It's showing here on HS Replay that against Blood DK, it's actually favored a little bit. But it's, it's, it's tough. You, you have to not be getting Blood Boiled and not be getting corpse explosion like if they're doing that stuff it's just not really possible to win but you are um, favored against if, blood dk yeah and i feel like that's because if you play this deck right in that matchup you're making your board really sticky and that's what your focus is like you're you're not just like dropping things and you're like oh my opponent's not gonna be able to really do anything about this anyways because they're hunter or whatever like I guess they have freaking star power, but like with Blood Death Knight, if you're able to have a lot of divine shields on your board or able to, um, what am I trying to say? Like if you're against Blood DK and and you have like Hawk Strider and yeah, like I don't know, any way you can make your board stickier and then get a huge swing turn with one of your buff cards, like. I feel like that's how you win that matchup and just doing that consistently because you're probably not going to just buff one of your boards and be able to kill them. Like, it'll get them low, but you're going to have to, like, probably do that multiple times. So that's why it kind of confuses me how it's such a high win rate because it's, like, it's not like this is a deck where you can just buff one of your boards and kill them. Like, you have to be chipping them down, like, with... At least, like, you at least have to have two boards that stick. And You're confused go face about around. what? Just how the aggro paladin is favored. Because it feels like if you're not able to have, like, at least, like, two boards stick and get really fat swing turns with those two boards, it's like, I don't see how it wins. Because they just clear it and heal. You just um, gotta do it early, so, I think, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you make your, make really a fast. bunch of dudes on, like, three. And, like, do your muster on three, and then they can't 
do anything till five, and then like aura, maybe like give him enough health to not. I don't know. Yeah. Do it early yeah, enough that I they mean, can't. Like corpse explosion because they don't have any core. Just because they can't afford the mana, like get them through turns one through four. Right. Yeah. And then I mean, those are the games I I won with like just be being able to go extremely fast and um that that's like the only way and then a- after a certain point you can leave the game as an aggro paladin because there's not really much more you can do and le- at, at a certain point in the game they're going to have infinite answers for everything you do so if you want to win that matchup you just got to go fast and like I was saying, against the Arcane Hunter, this one's got a pretty high win rate against that, and I think that is because you're you're able to develop a lot of board presence and apply a lot of pressure to them, and it's a little easier to play around their secrets. I feel like, um, and yeah, all the other decks I played, I kind of rolled through. Um, besides having trouble with, like, the Death Knight and stuff, I, like, I climbed a lot playing this deck, and, um, it's simple. You just, like, you just go fast, and you just buff your dudes and go face, and, uh, I thought, I thought it was a fun deck. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, so yeah, I think that's all I want to touch on with my decks. Um, okay. So, if you want to go into your decks. Control Warrior. I used to be a big Control Warrior gamer. Back in the day, I would play the Justicar Trueheart from the Grand Tournament, and then your hero power became tank up, and you gained four armor every time you used your hero power. And I used to be that guy that would just hero power into fatigue. I don't... Like, I, I, it's fun. I do like this control deck. I just guess... I don't know, I've said this before, where I'm like not really as crazy into control decks as I used to be, I think, but... Control Warrior is a good deck. It's like about, it's like around tier two, not tier one, but like pretty high win rate, like 51-52%. And it's versatile in the sense that you can beat all the board-centric decks. You, you never even have to play Odin. Like you just bellowing flames, blade storm, brawl, weapon, like you just shield slam you just get all your removal you mulligan for it and you just continuously wipe the aggro decks board and then if you ever do get a chance where you can just slam down odin like more power to you you're just gonna win faster but there's like a lot of matchups like that like um one specifically mech rogue you definitely don't need um odin with uh pure paladin mm. Pure Paladin, you probably do, because they have Countess, actually. But Arcane Hunter is another one you don't need Odin with. Just kind of, like... You can outlast everything. Um, and then the matchups that you want Odin in, which is the other half where you want to get Odin out, you want Odin out on 8 so that you can kill them on, like, 9 and 10. And the matchups that you need Odin, want Odin, you, like, need it on turn 8, and it's the ones where... Either they're going to develop a board that you aren't capable of answering, like a huge Thaddeus board, or like, uh, yeah, a huge Thaddeus board is the main one, really, that you can't really answer, because even after you wipe everything, they're just going to bring Thaddeus back and do it again, and, um, so you want him out on eight, and, uh, 
yeah, just so you can, like, do your shield block and heavy plate and craftsman's hammer and just kill them before their late game can get you. I'm not going to get into the matchups right now. I'll do that later. So, uh, before I get into that, some of my favorite cards in the deck... Bladestorm actually feels like a good card now. Like, at 3-mana, Bladestorm was awful. Like, it was not good. But, like, now at 2-mana, Bladestorm actually just doesn't feel bad. You can do, like, other stuff and then play Bladestorm before or after that stuff because you can afford to do two things and not just Bladestorm. And so Bladestorm feels really good at 2-mana. It's good against, like, Stealth Mech Rogue stuff. It's good against, like, uh, any big boards with the same amount of life, like Tree Ant Druid, it's really fat against when they do their big drum circle turn. So Pure Paladin's early game. Yeah, as long as it lines up. As long as it lines. Like if you play two one one health divine shielders and then a two health dude, it's fat. So and that's like not yeah. uncommon. So, um, uh, trial by fire. Trial by fire is also just good now. Like it's 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 just good now too. Uh. You can reduce it by five pretty easily. I think you only run that in Bellowing Flames. I think those are your only two uh, fire spells, actually. Yeah, Bellowing Flames and... Uh, what the heck? Uh, trial by Fire. That's right. Bellowing Flames and Trial by Fire. And so you're going to hit Trial by Fire a lot with that and get a five-mana Trial by Fire. Hey, you got the coin. Maybe you'll just coin it out on turn four and then... It's removal and development of your own board, and it's not impossible, I've done it before, to, like, coin into a Trial by Fire, like, develop some dudes, and then on your next turn play the other Trial by Fire, and then just, like, that's, like, you don't need Odin, because you win. <laughs> like, you made, you yeah. clear their board and also have, like, a bunch of dudes now. So, and it's, it's just, it's just better at six like i was wrong i thought it was fine at seven clearly like i remember looking at the data and it was like 42 one of the worst like cards before the buffs and now it's like it's just clear the numbers just show it clearly is so much better now um and then ignis i really like the main thing you can do with ignis to make your opponent want to uninstall hearthstone is make the 10 mana wind fury after you attack give your hero a armor weapon uh even, like, if you don't have the Give Your Hero 8 armor, you equip a Wind Fury weapon, and then you go, like, heavy plate, heavy plate, and then they're just dead. You can even... I even had in the mirror a dude made a one-cost 2-2 Wind Fury weapon. And I was like, oh, no, because in the same turn he played that, and then he went, like, heavy plate, heavy plate, shield block, and then just hit me for, like, 30-plus. And it was, like, twer like, 40. Wow. And I was like, wow. So those cards are some of the standout cards in this deck. There's no... I mean, there's no really bad cards in this deck. Like, what are the words? Where, where's my list? This isn't my list. Um, I'm just curious as to what like the worst cards technically are. Looks like Brawl. Being oh, that's an outlier because you're only gonna play Brawl. I, I guess like Shield Slam looks not great. It looks like Chorus Riff isn't great, but Chorus Riff you almost kind of have to play because you need the. You run a small package of minions in this deck, you run two stone skin armors, you run two steam guardians, you run an Ignis, and you run an Odin. That's six minions. So, like, with your such... You do that so that you can incorporate the Rift package with Chorus Rift, repeat Chorus Rifts, and ensure that, like, you always have Odin on turn eight. If that, if that is the a matchup that you want to go that game plan. So... 
Um, it does make this deck more susceptible to, like, Dirty Rat and Patchwork, though. Um, because yeah. you just don't have any other minions in your hand, really. So if you do have Odin, and they're like, I'm gonna rat, then you just lose, and it makes you want to uninstall. So, that's one of the... Is there a lot of matchups, like, at least where you are in, in the... In, in ranked, where you're not really worried about getting Odin, you're just kind of playing it like a control deck? Yeah, it would be like, uh... Mech Rogue, for sure, you don't need to play Odin. Agra Paladin, you don't need to play Odin. And... Against Agro Paladin. Against Agro Paladin. You played like 10 Bridgerith. <laughs> yeah, against Agro Paladin, you don't <laughs> need Odin. Against Pure Paladin, you do need Odin because of the Countess. Yeah. Like, I guess you don't technically, but they could generate enough value. They could generate enough value to the point where, like, your removal doesn't matter. So that's a matchup that you want to, like, go for that. But really, I guess maybe Arcane Hunter, but, like, other than that, Mech Rogue is the big one, where you can actually just, like, keep making them not have a mech, and then you win. Like, the, and then Impure Paladin. And then, honestly, probably Plague Death Knight, too, as long as you save the Brawl for the Marogar. You can probably afford to not play it against Plague Death Knight, too. How do you... Like, against the Mech Rogue, how are you normally removing like very early on because it seems like when i play against mech rogue it's like you got to remove those like first few mechs or else they just snowball so fast. well hopefully so it's they, like i'm looking at this list. if they're good they'll like save a one drop to put along their fat mech so that your blade storm doesn't work if your blade storm does work like if they just put it all into one blade storm's fat if they have a bunch of small dudes yeah. like two frequency the oscillators and like another thing like Bellowing Flames is good to clear those out. So, like, early game, I'd say Bladestorm and Bellowing Flames are, like, what you're... That's, like, what you're using to get the... Get the Mech Rogue. Okay. Um... So, general hand and matchup specific, like I said, like, Odin matchups, you keep... If, if it's an Odin matchup, one where, like, you really need it, like, very specifically, the two that I would say, like, off the top of my head would be probably uh, Control, Curse, or, sorry, Control, Curse, and Thaddeus Warlock, all the slow Warlocks, um, and the Mirror for sure. The Mirror is literally who gets Odin first, like, that's actually the Mirror, and then... Um, maybe, like, maybe Blood and Control Priest, but also maybe not, because if they just rat on two and then pull your Odin, like, you, like so that, that one's hard, but definitely, the Mirror's the one that you need it the most, and then all the slow Warlock decks, like Control and Chad, you need that, like, probably second most after the Mirror, because the Mirror, whoever gets it first wins. I've, like, won once or twice after playing Odin second, and then with the slower Control Warlock decks... It's a duel of, like, uh, Odin versus Sargeras. Like, if they get Sargeras out first and give the rest of the game all their dudes get plus two health and taunt, you, you, you can't win anymore. So you need to, like, get Odin out first. Like, you would need to, like, gain a crazy amount of armor in one turn and clear, like, all their taunts. Like, because they're getting taunts every single turn. So that matchup's really, really Which difficult. But, yeah, if not, Odin kind of depends on the matchup, like we just went over with Mech Rogue. If I was playing against, like, a, like, I wouldn't keep Brawl against, like, Mech Rogue, but I'd probably keep Brawl against, like, a, a, your Paladin deck. So it's a bit dependent on 
what you think they're going to be playing for the first few turns, but, like, Bladestorm is always good. Bridge Riff is good, too. I keep Bridge... I keep trying to think here. Let me, I'm looking at all the cards. I'll keep Bridge Riff... I'll keep Bladestorm matchup dependent. Like, I'm not... I don't always keep Bladestorm. But I pretty much always keep Bridge Riff. And... I like Steam Guardian, and I like Trial by Fire. I think... And I will keep Chorus Riff, even though it's a bad mulligan, because... I'll keep Chorus Riff, I guess. I guess maybe I should stop doing that. I guess I shouldn't keep it if it's not an Odin matchup. I guess I don't really know off the top of my head if I have been doing that. But, like, against your removal, against your board decks, like, Bellowing Flames is almost always a good choice. And against your control decks, probably Odin. And if it's, like, a Dirty Rat-type deck, maybe you keep a... Uh, maybe you don't keep Odin and you keep, like, Chorus Riff so that you can Chorus Riff and then, like, set it up for next turn so they'll only have one turn to do the Rat. Like, you can try to do that, but... Mm. Yeah, overall, I didn't really like the any time. Like, three games in a row, I got I got ratted, like, three games in a row in the airport. And I was, like, literally, like, after all of it, I was, like, three control priests. And then I was, like, okay. I was, like, finally a warlock. I'm, like, it's a warlock. Like, and then on turn three, the warlock plays a dirty rat and pulls my Odin. And I'm, like, okay, whatever. I was, like, I have my 8-8 eight, eight out, and he's warlock. And then he spends the other mana point to do the sacrifice a dude to kill a dude and I was just like it was just turn three and I'm just like why did the control warlock just do that like what what is like, <laughs> why did he rat and then do that to me it just like made me angry so I just don't like my win condition getting taken away because especially against like control priests or something it's like it's polarizing like it is polarizing because against like control priests right it's like if you get Odin out like you can just save up for a turn where you insta kill them and the priest just can't do anything but then if the priest takes your Odin, like, you're not, like, the only other thing this deck can do other than gain armor and, like, make us make small boards with, like, Trial by Fire and Bridge Riff is, like, uh, make a 10-cost weapon off Ignis. But even the best 10-cost weapon off Ignis that's, like, the 5-6 Wind Fury against Priest, it would be the Wind Fury that after you attack, summon a random 8-cost. So you'd be making two eight costs three turns in a row and hit him for ten every turn, which I've done. The priest, I didn't, I still didn't win that game because his control priest, like they're they're just removing it, like they remove and then they heal. It's like, it's, but you're not. It's really hard if you don't have big big burst damage throughout it. Like you can't really win those those slower matchups. That checks out. But against Mechrog, um. Yeah, like, I went over the mulligans already, and other than the mulligans, it's really, you want to make sure you have, like, you definitely want to make sure you're saving removal for, um, what's the three mana, two, five, what's that dude's name? Like, he gives you all the, he gives you all the stuff, Memoron, Mastermind, you, like, definitely want to make sure you save removal for him, because if you don't, that can snowball, and they can get a ton of value off on you. Um... Drum Druid, Drum Druid is really susceptible to Blade Storms and Brawls. Like you actually just mulligan for Blade Storms and Brawls, and that's uh, Treant Drum Druid, whatever you want to call it, the one that does the choose one and makes the big board, but does nothing for like four turns. So like Blade Storm works really well into that because they're gonna make five Treants, and no matter how much they buff them, they're all gonna have the same health. Brawl is really good for the same reason, and you can kind of like even even if they play Tapior and like are generating stuff every turn. It's it, sometimes you still don't need Odin in that matchup because like 
some they will eventually just won't have a hand anymore. So, uh, Chad Warlock is an insta lose matchup. Like you don't ever want to play. It's just not fun. Uh, it's just they'll just make Thaddeus on turn. They'll just keep like like even the seven seven taunt the seven seven rush is like. And, and if they're good, they'll play it along with, like, a tour guide or, like, something else so that you can't blade storm. So, even that's just, like, pretty big, like, out of the gates. Like, I, if I trial by fire, like, I like I don't even... I kill the taunt, and then I don't even kill the other thing, and then... It's just... They can, they can get big boards early, and then they just, like, keep doing big late-game value, keep making huge boards that, like, Warrior can't answer. Like, they go, like, Flesh Behemoth. Like, they, they say they slime kill it and get a 4-8 flush behemoth and you're like okay like i'm gonna kill that and it's gonna pull a thaddeus out of their deck it's like what am i gonna do it's like you would need like a, a forged bellowing flames into a blade storm or like two blade storms and then even if you have that and even if you have that then the next turn you spend your whole turn killing that flesh behemoth and killing the thaddeus and then they just play the five cost resurrect the thaddeus and then you got to be able to clear the whole board again but now their board has like 70 70 stats because they have thaddeus out so that matchup is like really freaking hard um do you have any questions about any of those or any cards or anything not no not yet um yeah i don't have a ton like a ton else like the deck is pretty straightforward you, you just gotta know your role you gotta know if it's a matchup where you want odin if it is a matchup you want odin how hard you want to go for it like are you like sacrificing everything to go for odin because like if it's a matchup where they're not dealing much damage to you and stuff like that you can probably afford to do that is a matchup where you like want to have odin like yeah i want to try and play him on eight but i might be like i might need to play more defensively or is it a matchup where you don't care about odin at all you need to be like big 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 board man and make them have no cards left and make them leave out of shame so yeah definitely uh a lot more respectable than the other control options out there because <laughs> it actually kills you it's res yeah it's a respectable deck checks out well, if you don't have any other questions about Control Warrior, that was all I had to really cover about it, so. Yeah, no, I think you covered everything very well. Alright, it's time for me to uh, forge a Bellowing Flames on turn two and uh, clear your whole board and then Blade Storm and then Brawl. Sounds fantastic. That's <laughs> what's... I'm so excited. That's all that. about... It, right here, right now! Alright, well... I'm gonna try my hardest. I'm gonna remove your stuff. But... HS Replay says you're favored. Uh, so I can feel even more depressed. <laughs> 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 Alright, well, good luck to you, we, uh, Private good Merc. Good luck to you, Private Merc. Private Merc's perspective. Alright, so let's see. Looks like we're going first. <laughs> I get Stone Skin Armor, Stone Skin Armor, Chorus Rift. I don't think I keep any of that. I'm okay with all of that. And we get back. Shield Slam Bash, Craftsman's Hammer. Craftsman Hammer is a good, good one, but it's going to come out a little bit late. Well, turn four, so, because we don't really have a, I, don't, I mean, I will bash something that we have to, but he's probably going to make Divine Shield, dudes, so. Mm-hmm. I really want one of my wide board clears like Void Storm Flames or 
brawl. So this is a bit of a letdown hand. Shield slam bash hammer. And we got rid of armor, armor, chorus rift. Alright, we draw Steam Guardian. That's pretty good. That's a good draw. Steam Guardian and a hammer. Maybe he coins out a Liadrin and we bash it for the perfect curve. He's probably going to play a sous chef. Sous chef. Alright, nice. I draw Brawl. Ooh, I draw Brawl. Okay. We're okay now. We can go Guardian Hammer and Brawl. If he plays Aura, we're okay with it. I hope we draw a Fire Spell so my Steam Guardian gets its full text value. But, because right now we got Brawl Bash, Shield Slam, and Hammer with the Steam Guardian. So, not actually going to reduce any spells unless we draw one for turn or off the Steam Guardian. William Man's thinking it out here. Gonna coin something? Muster? Oh, if you have Muster, that'd be scary. But he'd have to coin it out. Yeah, Dolores. Okay. I'm gonna, I hope Guardian draws me flames so I can forge it, and then we get Chorus Rift. It's not very good. I'm guardianing. Another bash. Not bad. What if he Hawkstrider Ranchers? I hope he does, actually. He's going to trade here. He's got seven in hand, including coin. He's got a sous chef and an Astalor out. He coins Crusader Aura. Interesting. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I don't see why I wouldn't just hammer and kill everything. That's what I'm gonna do. And then if he plays all his one costs here, I can just I can drew Blade Storm for turns. So. so I Craftsman's Hammer killed his sous chef, and I traded my Guardian as well. So neither of us have a board, and I'm down to 22 life. He's still at 30. Ooh, he Grime Street Outfitters. He Tour Guides, and he Silver Hand recruits. Hero power. I'm probably gonna blade storm that. It's like not a great blade storm, but it makes his Crusader aura do nothing. I think I'm, I'm gonna blade storm it. So blade storm and a chorus riff. I draw an Ignis. So, it's one of the few I can't play, actually. Would have liked a stone skin armor. Damn, or a freaking Steam Guardian. That was, like, not a great draw. He plays a Buffet Biggin. I draw Heavy Plate. I'll trade Heavy Plate. I draw Verse Rift. Oh, shield block, hero power, verse riff. 
probably. Shell block. Oh, I draw bellowing flames. That's good. Shell block here, power reverse roof. I draw stone skin armor. Six in hand, an Astellor five, a one one from Sous Chef, and then two other or four other cards. Ooh, this plays Warhorse Trainer. Forged Bellowing Flames clears this perfectly. Dang, I think we're in a pretty safe position. I can Ignit. I've got Bash Bash Brawl Shield Slam Blade Storm. I can do my five seven five seven Ignis safely next turn because I've forged. Pretty much remove whatever he plays and then get a ten cost weapon. He plays Rancher into Liadrin into a Silver Hand Recruit into a Torgun. To another silver hand recruit. Alright, I brawl these. I brawl these. Have to. So with three one ones and a one one divided shield. I'm pretty sure I just played Storm Shield Slam that. Mm, maybe not the Shield Slam. I'm good on the Shield Slam actually. I'll trade my heavy plate for the brawl. Plays Astalor and Muster. Ooh. I'm gonna Ignis first. Should I just Ignis for a five cost weapon? Then we can probably afford it. I'm gonna Ignis for a five cost so I can actually do something this turn. Or do I Ignis for yeah for a five cost? We'll get we'll take Life Steal and. Battlecry deal four damage. Hmm. Probably death rattle deal two damage to all enemies. Hmm. Probably should have taken the tank off. That was a bit of a misplay there. Hmm. That was kind of bad. Alright, we're just going to trade in some of this stuff. We just bashed and shield slammed some stuff, so he's left with three one ones. I should have taken the Tangos weapon. That was a pretty big mistake. Thought I would get like a lifesteal uh, cleave one that dealt damage to adjacent. I could clear his whole board, but um, I did not get that. He's playing a seafloor savior.
<laughs> I got double trial by fire in hand. This is looking like a trial by fire and a trial by fire type of type of scene. He's got an Asselor 8, and what's he playing? He's playing the other card he has. Oh, or he's not playing it. He is playing it. Sylvanas the Accused. He steals my 5-7. Okay, so I know everything he's got on board and the Asselor 8, so we should be able to... Uh, do we still try by fire? Try by fire loses the board, so we probably do it. Yeah, I'll try by fire. And then we're gonna do some bashing and some shield slamming of his board. So we did shield slam and heavy plate and trading with our champions, and we're left with a 4-2, a 4-3, a 5-5, and he's got a 1-1. One, one. And we can trap by fire again, even if he has to lure eights here, which he's gonna ask to lure eight. He plays Warhorse Trainer. Jeez Louise. Definitely gas and trial by fire on this gamer again. Yeah. I don't think he can clear this. Nine eighth and two five fives. He'll ask Laura, maybe it'll clear something, but he's school teachers actually. Order in the court, what's he find? Is it Leviathan or Amethyst? Wee Wee Man's perspective. All right, so we drew a tour guide, a Hawkstrider Rancher, Simple Sous Chef, and the Leviathan. Um, so I don't want the Leviathan. Um, since he's talking all this trash about wanting to like clear my board, I think I probably should keep the Hawkstrider Rancher because there's gonna come a point when I probably want to tried to use Hawkstrider Rancher to make a stickier board through the mid game. Um, I'm going to keep the tour guide. I'm going to keep the simple shoe chef. I'm going to keep the Hawkstrider. I'm throwing away the Leviathan. The Leviathan you do not want to keep. I don't know. Ooh, and we got a Crusader Aura. So depending on what his mulligan was, 
We might be in pretty good shape. So we draw Astalor. Um, I'm definitely just going to play the Sinful Sous Chef first. I'm going to pass in turn. He armors up. Armor, armor, armors, armors up. Uh, now, if I want to make a stickier board with Hawkstrider Rancher, I think I'm going to want to not play my tour guides yet because those are nice cheap minions I can drop after a Hawkstrider Rancher. Especially with coin, I could do that on like four. I could drop both those tour guides. It's kind of weird though because I have the Crusader Aura. Um, which I definitely want to play as fast as possible too, but it's like hard to say. It's like, do I want to, do I want to set up for that and potentially get my whole board cleared and then not have a plan or rely on my Hawkstrider Rancher? So I'm just going to play Astalor right now without the effect just to get another body out. Cause I don't really want to play my tour guides just yet. Also, I can't really drop or I can drop both of them. I guess I could drop one hero power. Alright, I think what I'm going to do here, just to set up for that Hawkstrider Rancher stuff. Hmm, this is tough. Okay, so I have two lines of play here. I can Crusader Aura. If I can Crusader Aura now... I have this turn, my turn with four mana, my turn with five mana. My turn with four mana, I don't know what I'll be able to do. He doesn't have coins, so he can't forge his bellowing flames and clear everything. He's going to have to trade, and that'll kill if I play my Crusader Aura and swing with my two minions. So yeah, I'm just gonna coin out my Crusader Aura in here. Just get as much damage in as I can. Cause I definitely I feel like I want my Sinful Sous Chef to die before I play my Grim Street Outfitter. So yeah, he equips the Craftsman Hammer and uh kills all my stuff. So now what I think I want to do here, and we drew a buffet big in, so that's really big. Because what I'm going to do here is play my Grim Street Outfitter. And I'll play a 2-2 two -two Tour Guide. I'll play a Silver Hand Recruit. And I'll Hero Power. So if he Blade Storms... If he blades storms, let's see, did he? Okay, he did not forge a bell in flames. So he could blade storm, and then the most he could remove, well, he could remove everything still, I guess. But okay, he's going to swing his weapon into my 1 1 and then blade storm, I bet. Yeah. So that infuses my buffet biggin, which is pretty big. Um, I think I want to buff a biggin. 
I lose my Crusader aura here, which is pretty sad. And I want to be able to Hawk Strider. I want to have a big Hawk Strider Rancher turn. So I'm not going to play anything else. I'm going to float one. I'm just going to buff a big in here and see what he does with that. He trades his heavy plate and then plays a shield block. He's got three mana left. Then he hero powers. Is he going to shield slam? He plays verse riff. Man, he's gaining a lot of armor. So he kills Buffet Big and himself. Ooh, I, I just got Warhorse Trainer. Okay, I think I literally might... Warhorse Trainer... And Hero Power. Now... I'm able to... Let's see, I'll have 7 mana next turn, so... So next turn, I could drop my Hawk Strider with my Silverhand Recruit, my Tour Guide, and my Liadrin to get some Divine Shield. So even if he clears all this, we're set up pretty good. So he forges a Belling Flames. He's probably going to use it here to clear all my stuff. Which is what I expected. And he Hero Powers to be at 22 health with 5 armor. Alright, I drew my Sylvanas. So yeah, we're going to play the Hawk Strider first. And then we're just going to play Liadrin. She's going to get that buff, which is nice. Alright, so we have a 3-6 Huckstra. Oh, he plays Brawl. I played right into that. But it's the aggro paladin life. It's what you got to do. Wow. Oh, if he blade storms this. So I have three Hawk Striders. Oh, he blade storms it. He does not want me to have a single thing. My Sylvanas is uh, infused. Um, I drew my muster for battle, so I think I'm just going to play my Astalor with Mana Thirst 8. And play muster for battle. Okay, so he plays Ignis. I wonder what kind of weapon he's going to go for here. He is, he is making his decisions quick. Holy shit. He's just picking things. Does he equip it or does he make a giga weapon? 
What does he got? He bashes. Bashes one of my silver and recruits. He shield slams my Astalor. It's unfortunate. Do I just Sylvanas his Ignis? Alright, I'm going to Seafloor Savior. Dang. I really wish that I had the Warhorse Trainer right now with my three Silver Hand recruits on board, but I do not. I guess I'll take the Warhorse Trainer. The other options were a Righteous Defender, or Righteous Protector, and uh, a card I don't remember because it wasn't important. I mean, at this point, I feel like I just have to Sylvanas. Like, it's just... It's just the only thing I can really do. Yeah, and then I just go face. I've got a wide board, but... It doesn't matter, depending on what he does here. He knows I have the Astalor that could do 14 damage next turn. Oh, so he plays Trial by Fire. He could probably clear everything on my board. Unfortunately. And if I drew Magatha, I'd be scared to play it almost because his board isn't non-existent. Like, he is making boards. Yeah. Like, right now, if I drew Magatha, since I only have Astalor in my hand, I would really want to play it. But at the same time, that would give him so much value if I accidentally gave him a... Um, if I accidentally gave him a... Uh, Crusader Aura. Man. I don't want to... I don't want to Astalor. Like, I feel like I need Astalor in case... Like, it, I am within lethal range with that. So I'll just drop my Warhorse Trainer. It's a 5-6, thanks to... Um... Thanks to my Seafloor Savior. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to trade here. I'm going to let him clear me if he wants to. Um, hopefully, he doesn't have much more spell-based removal, and he just has to... Uh, oh, my God. He plays another Trial by Fire. So now I'm in in a lot of trouble. My Astalor doesn't even kill those things. So I guess we'll play a school teacher I just drew. Mm. Alright, we'll play Order in the Court. 
Hmm, yeah. I concede. Good game. Good game, that was stupid. <laughs> Gosh, there was that, I think the one pivotal point of the game was you had you made that you had enough mana to play other dudes but you were holding back from overextending board but it made it so i could perfectly like do that forged bellowing flames to kill like all your silver hands and your warhorse trainer i think it was also the um the freaking uh brawl that you played that that brawl like was horrible i forget what i what i played and i was like i'm gucci and then Ding. i was left with a 1-1 one, <laughs> one silver hand recruit oh it was after my turn where i literally thought i was gonna be so huge because i had rancher. my um, rancher turn and but then then i then i said blade storm brawl blade storm it was so tricky because it's like did i want to use my it's like i wanted to use my crusader aura when i knew i could get damage off of it because it's like any other time i could I could, I mean, I could have waited for a bigger board, I guess, but I just figured you were going to clear every single board I made, so even when I had that silver hand recruit, or the uh, sinful sous chef in the Grim Street, I wanted to, I wanted to play that Crusader aura, but it makes me, like, I don't know, like, should I have waited when, you know, for the time that I had the three Hawk Striders... And, like, I think I had one other guy. You also played a Buffet Biggin, and I don't think I did anything to that. Yeah, so it's, like, I think the timing that I played the Crusader Aura was a little bad. Cause I, just I got to have so away. much fun. I never actually saw Odin, and Odin was never on my mind. All that was on my mind was your hand being empty. Yeah, and that it was. It was. I had my, I had my Mana Thirst 10 Astalor, but and then what's you that going to do when your stats you are, like, 20? And then you ordered in the court, and you drew Amethyst. Yes. Or was it Leviathan? Uh, no, I drew Amethyst. Yes, I knew it. I'm psychic. Yeah, and that was another thing. Like, your board was always fat. I was like, even if I draw Magatha, I don't want to play it, because you're just going to take my Crusader Aura, probably, and make me sad. Oh, that's true. So... It was a good game, though. It was a fun game. It was scary. Yeah, it was you, had a, you had a really good initial start. I didn't have any of the board players in my starting hand. I had, like, Shield Slam, Bash, and uh, something else. So I was scared at first, but I, I, drew, I drew what I needed. Yeah, I felt very good about it at first. I was, like, I was, like, very confident that I was going to be able to, like, keep pressuring you, but all your removal was perfect. That one time, like, there was a time where I was like, I really hope he doesn't have Bladestorm, and yeah, yeah Bladestorm, so. Damn. Sad, but, yeah. What does it say? There's no stats on this. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, I'm supposed to beat the Control Warrior. How cool. Yeah, you're, you're, you're supposed to. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just terrible, I guess. Yes! Be down on yourself. Yes. Never going to play Hearthstone ever again. <laughs> Overwatch, Overwatch time. <laughs> I think it is. Our, our, All right, <clears> well. our boy Jeremiah's on. We got we to gotta hop on with him. And, uh, oh, Jeremiah's sad. on? He is. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap this show up then. So 
uh thank you everyone for listening yeah thank you thank you guys for joining us again on an episode we'll of Matchup Mashup. See you guys next week by the hearth. Yes.